Teams work together best when they spend time working out loud, discussing not just what they're working on, but how they're gonna work on it together. Hey Leader, David Burke is here, organizational psychologist and author of four best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And you know, the reality is doing your best work ever in teams involves having to coordinate. Work is teamwork. Work at pretty much every level in the economy that if you're watching this video, you are probably a part of, involves collaborating on a team, often on multiple teams. And part of collaboration is coordination, and part of coordination is having a regular weekly meeting. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be weekly. I use weekly meeting because that's the cadence that most teams work with. However, what we're gonna talk about in this episode works if you do it bi-weekly, if you do it on a more frequent cadence. The point is your team needs a regular meeting whereby we're just talking about what we're working on and how we're gonna work. We are working out loud, broadcasting out what we're working on so that when project pivots happen, when decisions need to be made, they can be done quickly. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the five things you need to be talking about in that weekly-ish meeting. Let's get started. So the first element, the first thing we need to talk about in a regular weekly meeting is really just the check-in or win sharing. This is a great way to start the meeting. We wanna look back and give everyone an opportunity to share what have they accomplished in the past week or so, what big wins are happening, and also celebrate any wins that we're having as a team, any milestones that we've crossed. This does two things. I mean, first, it really puts people in the right frame of mind. They feel like their work is getting noticed and they're approaching this collaboration meeting as an opportunity to celebrate the wins that we're actually having. The second thing it does is it gives people on the team an opportunity to share praise to other people who helped make that win achievable. That reinforces a sense of interdependence on the team. When you're celebrating wins and you're thanking people for their contribution to the wins, you're reminding everybody at the start of this coordination meeting that we need each other and that we need to keep positively reinforcing and giving feedback to each other so that we can keep working together best. The second element of a weekly team meeting is the status update. And the wins are gonna naturally flow into the status update. But the status update is really about what progress have we made since the last time we met. Now, obviously, if we crossed a major milestone or we accomplished it, like I said, we might hit that in the wins section of the meeting. But if not, then this is a great progress update on kind of where we're moving forward, what our individual tasks maybe that are too small to sort of celebrate but still equally important are. And also, this is an opportunity to talk about any project pivots that have happened. You were working on something individually, you know the team needs you to bring that deliverable in a couple of weeks so that they can take it over. But as you were working on it based on client demands or internal environment or external environment, et cetera, you had to pivot a little bit and change what your delivery is this is the time to talk about that. So this is where we go person by person and give a status update. You may, depending on the type of work your team does, you may want to start as a leader, giving a status update about where we are as a team, but then you're going to let each individual person give a quick status update on what have I just completed, what have I been working on, what have I been doing since the last time, and where am I on that, so that everybody's on the same page about what everybody else is doing. That's going to naturally flow into the third element of this weekly team meeting, which is priorities. And, and priorities here is really actually two things. You could think of it as like our next set of objectives 
and then the priorities. Our next set of objectives, meaning now that we know what everybody's been working on, let's check back on the long-term vision, the long-term project plans that we're all working against, and let's set what our new objectives are. What are the things we're going to focus on for the next week or for the next couple of weeks, or the next couple of days, again, depending on the frequency that we're doing, what are we focused on next? The reason this is called priorities, though, is that this is also an opportunity to re-rank priorities if need be. So many times on a team, new tasks come in, somebody pivots and that requires this pivot over here, or some other team hands us off work, or maybe it's your, if you're in a leadership role, maybe it's your boss hands you something and now you need to break it down with the team and figure out who's going to take on additional tasks and, and what have you. You just probably talked about those additional tasks. Now's the time to talk about where they rank. What is still mission critical? What needs to potentially move down on the task list? And, and what are things that we're actually going to look to offload to a different team or just not do because we don't necessarily have the capacity? This not only gives people people a sense of clarity on what's expected of them and what the most important things to do are when they're feeling stressed and, and contracted, it gives you a chance as the team leader to check in with every person on the team and see are they at capacity or not. So as you're talking about these new objectives, what are we focused on next? This third element, the priorities element, is a time to check in and make sure that people are operating at, at or just under capacity, not over exceeding their capacity and, and not bored from having nothing to do and that they have clarity if they're gonna end up over capacity, what tasks are okay to be dropped that won't necessarily destroy the, the mission and the critical projects, what tasks can be dropped so they can get back at capacity. This is gonna keep each individual member of your team from feeling stressed and it's going to keep the team as a whole from feeling stressed or if they are, they're gonna know how to support each other because they're gonna know what different tasks they could switch around in order to rework that capacity because they've got clarity on what the priorities are. The fourth element of a weekly team meeting is the time to discuss roadblocks, literally what's blocking our progress. There's really a couple different types of roadblocks to discuss here, but if you think about where we are, we've celebrated wins, we've talked about what milestones we've crossed, we've talked about what our focus is next. So now as we're looking forward at what we're gonna be working on, we wanna take the time to say, well, based on what our new objectives are, I can see these external potential roadblocks. You know, maybe it's something in the competitive environment, maybe it's something around budget, right? But maybe it's something external, maybe it's just not getting the attention of a different team who we coordinate with. But what are the things external to our team and to the individuals that could potentially block progress on all of these individual tasks. The second type of roadblocks are, are internal. Maybe they're knowledge gaps or skill gaps that we have. Maybe it's unfamiliarity or, or discomfort with the tasks that have just been assigned. This is also the time to talk about them. You do this because one, you don't want any surprises, right? You, you don't want somebody showing up next week after we're, we've already given these different objectives and it's time to, to do the next cycle of what did we just complete, reporting that like, mm, I didn't do anything because I ran into this unexpected roadblock. So you wanna make sure there's no surprises. The other thing is this gives the team the biggest opportunity to support each other. Because as somebody might say, you know, okay, I can, I can be assigned on this and, and I feel comfortable with it, but um, I might run into this knowledge gap or I might need this piece of information. It gives someone else on the team an opportunity to opt in and say, you know, I worked on a similar project. Let me sync up with you and you can pick my brain on how to do that. Or, you know what, I might have a copy of that report. Let me see if I do and I can send it to you. Whatever the roadblock is, it gives the maximum opportunity for the team to opt into helping each other. If you leave the meeting without discussing roadblocks, then when those roadblocks are encountered in the next week, people are either going to hide 
pride that they ran into a roadblock, show up in that, oh, I don't know, fashion we already talked about, or they're going to come to you individually and talk about that roadblock. And then you're going to have to track down someone else, which is just going to add time to the delay. It's going to take longer to get around that roadblock than if you can think about doing it right now. You might even want to end this roadblock section with like a team-wide potential of roadblocks. Here's what we're focused on. Here's a long-term objective. What could derail us? This is sometimes called a pre-mortem, right? That's already over what derailed us if we lost. But it might be sufficient just to do it individually. Your choice is going to vary based on the projects that you're doing it on. But now is the time to get that all out in the open so that we're not surprised when it happens and we've got a plan to get around it when it happens. And the fifth and final element of a weekly team meeting is purpose, is the chance to check in with the meaningfulness of our work, the reason we're doing what we're doing. This is your opportunity to answer for the team. How do the objectives we just decided on, how do the projects that we're working on feed into that mission and vision. It's a chance to check in to see if your people are actually motivated and, and still inspired by the work you're asking them to do or if all of these day-to-day -day tasks have really caused them to lose sight of the reason we're doing the things we're doing. If uh, you're a regular watcher of this channel, and you should be, subscribe. If you're not, if you're a regular watcher of this channel, you know that I believe the easiest way to make purpose on a team or at work or even in individual conversations to make purpose really meaningful is to answer the question, who is served by the work that we do. And I advise a lot of leaders to create a system in place to capture those who stories. You get a thank you from a customer or an internal customer. You read a story in the media about the work that your organization is doing or that a client of your organization is doing. Capture it and save it for right now, for the opportunity to go, hey, you know, I was reading this thing and I just wanted to take a second to say good job to everybody on the team because this great client success story wouldn't have happened without our team working on this project a couple weeks ago. Just those little moments can really move the needle on motivation both individually and a sense of inspiration on the team to keep working. It's also a, a really positive bookend to end the meeting on. Primary and recency effect are very real things. We judge the effectiveness of a meeting based on a lot of times the beginning of it and the end of it. And yeah, we got into the meat in the middle talking about what did we just complete? What are we focused on next? What might block our progress? But if we start with wins and we end with that sense of purpose, we begin and end with an inspiration and a motivation that keeps the team synced up, keeps them focused on the work they need to do, inspired to do that work, and takes their motivation and their sense of engagement to a level where everyone on the team is gonna be able to do their best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you really liked it and you want to go deeper and lead smarter, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do its best work ever.